This is 243 post nationals edition. Jason back from the Roar A scale Nats out in uh, was it sunny out there? It's always sunny in California. It was very sunny out there. Sunny and bright. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's a sh- TV show, right? Yeah. I uh, yeah. didn't watch. I I only seen a few episodes. It's not that I didn't like it. I just never it's just not that good. <laughs> no. There's people that have told me they'd love that show. Oh no! It's supposed. To, yeah, it's really supposed. To be, you know, I think. Uh, <clears throat> is it still going on? I don't know. Huh? Danny DeVito wasn't he in it? Yeah. No, it, it appeared to be very funny. Master of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listening is going to know what we're talking about. Oh, they'll. they'll somebody's going to know. Master of the house. Yeah, you got to look up the lyrics. Yeah. So, Art, so we're live also on on Facebook and YouTube, by the way. Oh, good. And uh, the audio version is available on all the pos- podcast apps, which is uh, the preferred way of many of our uh, fans to listen. Which, which one do they like to listen on? Audio. Wait, yeah. It's more convenient. It just- I don't think I ever watch. I, I rarely watch a full podcast on, like, video, like StreamYard. I think and so you're not going to actually watch a podcast? No, I'll watch, like, they'll put up clips or I'll just skim through it real quick, but I'll listen to it in the car, on the iPod, or something like that. Is an iPod still a thing? No, on the iPhone. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if iPod's still a thing anymore. I don't know. I kind of feel like they still have an iPod, but dude, I'm I would not know. Kind of pointless, really. You got all the apps on your phone. But you remember in the <clears> day, uh, the iPod Touch was like a big deal. Because was that their one of their first electronic products? I think it was one of their first. Like had a screen, digital screen you could look at. I remember having one thinking, I don't like this thing. Like it was way too, it was like too simple. Like it had like, it was like classic even had a screen. I feel like the thing was like super simple. Like it was like had one button and I'm just like, I felt like it, I I needed, like I was kind of used to the old CD generation, right? The, you had the CD and the, yeah. The, the, so there was a Walkman, and then there was what did they call it? A CD man? <laughs> what was the what? What did they call ones uh, with Sony CDs? Walkman? And then uh, what's the one with a CD? I don't know. But I'm it had sure all Kirby, the controls. You know, Kirby would play, tell us when he listens to it. Play, play, stop, pause. You know, it had everything. You could change your and like to me that iPod touch thing or whatever the first one it was well, like I think the first one was a classic it was like oh yeah the disc man somebody uh, John Lee checking disc in disc man okay disc yeah. man things uh, skip like crazy though maybe not that yeah. one in particular but most of the yeah. portable cd players were i forgot about that that was a, that was a big deal of it skipping oh, it then terrible. they started then they started figuring out that they could it could like pre-read the CD and then it would they'd keep it from skipping by it kind of it read it first 
and then it was playing it so it could keep up with any kind of skipping. Hmm. Remember that? No, I do not. I'm not saying yeah, you're no. wrong. I just, I never really got into it. I had a, I want to say I had a mini, well, there was mini CDs. Was there mini CDs? <laughs> I don't know. I know I there was there's... little tiny uh, PlayStation CDs, PlayStation Portable. I think there was mini CDs, and then was there like little <laughs> cartridge things too? Man, oh man, I don't know. You're going way I back. Think, I think so. I had too many chair can... shots to the head. I can't remember. Um, I was I'm never I was never a music guy, so I didn't really. No, oh. I did get an iPod Touch because I used to listen to podcasts back in. You know, 2006 range, somewhere in there. So what you have to do, download them, and then you put them on the touch, and then you Yeah, so it. you had to connect it to the PC and then um, go on to iTunes and download them. So it was kind of a process. So, like, if you knew you wanted to listen, you had to plug it in, download them, <clears throat> which, if I remember correctly, took quite a quite a while to do. Yeah. Especially if you had a like bunch of podcasts. And then, um, yeah, then you're good to go. There was no Wi-Fi connection or anything. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? It, it was. It was. It was yeah, crazy. I saw a meme the other day. You remember doing this, putting two VCRs on top of each other so you could record a, uh, a VHS tape. So, like, you could rent a movie <clears throat> And put it in one VCR, and then you could put a blank tape in the other one and play it, and then record what you were watching. Uh, yeah, I never did anything illegal like that, sir. Oh, come on. Just in case uh, my FBI agent's listening. FBI warning. Remember that on the front of everything? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. FBI. No, I'm going to be honest with you. I never did that stuff. I just never. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I recorded. So I never had two VCRs stacked. I did. Like I'd a rich, go to, thing, uh, rich folk thing back then. Two VCRs to, were pretty expensive. I'd go to movie gallery and just rent all these movies and just copy them all. Uh, you know, every every Chuck Norris movie that was at the movie gallery, I would. Um, man, I might have to I delete would, this episode just so it's safe here. Maybe like, FBI is going to come back on you. Here's the thing. I think we'd have to bring up that warning. But if I had to guess, it it's okay if you used it for your private use. But uh, the second, if you started selling Lone Wolf McQuaid that you taped from the thing, then then that's the problem. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe just any recording. I'm Googling it, so. Maybe just any recording of it. And in that case, I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I threw them away. Yeah, you threw them away as soon as you were done. Yeah. I watched it a second time, and I threw that thing away immediately. All right, let's see here. We were supposed to talk about the Nats, but yeah, who cares? We're uh, getting there. We already know what happened. No, we're getting there. Uh, let's see. Let me pull this up here. Ah, here we go. Let me share this screen instead. <laughs> FBI warning. 
I don't even know what happened to my FBI one. Why do I feel like I'm going to get in trouble doing this? Um, ben Buckingham saying that we're act, we're uh, showing our age. He's definitely right about that. Yeah, yeah. VHS and downloading podcasts onto the iPod. Uh, federal law pro provides severe civil and criminal penalties for unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or exhibition of copyright motion. Criminal. That don't say anything. It's a distribution. Yeah, un unauthorized reproduction. What's that mean? That well, that, that is that is unauthorized. That's That's copying it. But then it's also distributing it. So, you know, the language there, you know, I'm no lawyer, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, they all say the same thing. Yeah. Reproduction, distribution, or exhibition of copyrighted motion pictures, videotapes, or video discs. Oh, look at this. You can buy one on Etsy. It's a VHS, VHS tape FBI warning. You know, it's $55. <laughs> Remember there was that plastic thing on the, on uh, VHS tapes. Like if you broke it off, you couldn't record over it. There was like a plastic tab on the back of a VHS tape. And if you broke that off, then you couldn't record over the top. Oh, correct. Yes. I like, remember it was a little tab that you broke off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That way, yeah, if you recorded something you don't want somebody recording over it, just break that tab. But all they had to do is put a piece of tape over it. Is that all you had to do? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think I knew that. Yep. All right. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Well, whether or not <laughs> I did copy those, I don't remember anymore. Right. But uh, it was fun. Those were the days, man. Going up it was to a there, good time to, to be alive. Go up, go up to the video store, and uh, check those out. Maybe we had to get to reserve movies. Yeah. Hey, do you have this in? Uh, no. Um, do you have space balls? No. Uh, you can reserve it though. It's due back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You put and your you name had to hope down. The person brought it back on time. <laughs> Yeah, you had to write it down. They'd have to write it down, and then they'd call yeah. you when it came in. Yeah, I was just going to say, leave your number. They'll call you. Hey, your movie came in. All right, I'll be right down. Just hold it for yeah. me. I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to hold it much longer. We got other people on the waiting list here. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It was a good time, man. Going to Blockbuster on a Friday night was the best. It's Saturday, too. They sold a lot of candy, I bet. Yep, candy, popcorn. That's what they were hoping you would buy. Yeah, you get the, you know, you would get all that stuff. It's your video. <laughs> you know what I hated doing? Is I would just hate walking around in there aimlessly trying to find something to watch. Yeah. You go to the new releases section, and then it's like, 
oh, none of these look good, you know. And I don't even think you had a way. Was there? I, I don't recall, but I don't recall like them saying. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to try and say. Like, yeah, you didn't know when they were going to be released, other than when you went to Blockbuster, they had posters up. Yeah, and uh, you're like, oh, I got to get there next Friday because uh, this movie releases. Yeah, Terminator Two's coming out. Yeah. So Randy is checking in. He says, if your boy worked at Blockbuster, he would hook you up. So I think Randy had a hookup at one time there. So he's saying that he probably got free candy. He'd like rent something and then your boy would hook Hook you up up with either uh, some goodies or um, getting the newest movie uh, before anybody else can get a chance to. Uh, Yeah. That's a year. Your name would already be written, written down. Yeah. All right, we'll switch into the Nats. That was fun. Going down memory. We always go down memory lane. That's what I like to do. I like to live in the past. Uh, Jason Bartels checking in from New Jersey. Dirty Jersey. I'm assuming yeah, that's what that NJ means. Yeah, you used to work up there in that area, huh? I used, to, I used to live in the Dirty Jersey. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. What do you mean you didn't know that? This was where the Trinity apartment I, was. There I was thought like, you just yeah. flew. I thought you just flew in every day. <laughs> On the, uh, the the PJ. No, you know what? Those were the best times, though. Thinking about it, because I never went to college, obviously, and uh, that was like going to college, man. Two uh, two bedroom, one bathroom, six, sometimes seven guys in the same apartment. The Trinity what? apartment. Yeah. Seven, seven people. Well, we had, let's see, we had uh, Kirby. At one point, we had Kirby, Rob, Cutman, uh, Ryan Hand. Then we had Big Jim, Greenemeyer, uh, Mike Wood. That's five. Um, and then we had Rob Cutman's friend, who was a pilot for uh, FedEx. So he okay. was there during the night because he flew at night. Um, but he would be there. At, uh, I think his name was Heath. Uh, and at one point, Chad Phillips lived there. So we got seven people. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That but actually. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, though. Yeah, that sounds like one big like frat house. College, coll- yeah, college episode. Yeah, I mean it was upstairs, yeah, so- downstairs. So you know, half of them stayed up, half of them downstairs. Um, just a good time, man. I can. That, that's a whole podcast on its own. But is this the is this the apartment where you used to like? beat up on Kirby in the NHL hockey game. Exactly. That is the apartment. Yes. NHL on the PlayStation. Kirby was the big hockey fan. I think he still is because he has a New Jersey Devils hat on the last time he was on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. And uh, uh, so, you know, if you're Kirby, be good at it, uh, at uh, hockey on the PlayStation and I, I played it. I used to play it, too. I never watched hockey, but I loved the video game. And, uh, yeah, I would beat up on him. 
on a nightly basis to the point where he got frustrated. He quit video games altogether. Well, we know that's not true. Oh. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so I'm Bartel sure Kirby got here. a few wins in there, but, uh, not, you know. I mean, you're, what were you like? Were you over 700, do you think? Yeah, easily. Yeah. <laughs> I was just a master at that game. What was it? What was it about the game? Why did you? I don't know. I just, man, I I loved hockey from the Blades of Steel days on the NES. We're talking, you know, mid-80s there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just loved hockey games. It was just something about them that looked cool. Just never got into actual hockey. I mean, I've been to hockey games, but um, yeah, I don't know what it was about the video game. I just, I just loved playing it, and I was uh, pretty decent at it, so. Uh, so back to Bartel, he said, uh, Jason, enjoyed your chat with Kean. Uh, that's, uh, Kean, uh, from the no name podcast, uh, at the Nats. So Kean was calling, uh, calling the race for, uh, live RC. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, I, I saw him on and off in the pits. He said, come in anytime. Um, we'll chit chat. So I, you know, just walked in there. We sat down we started talking, you know, eight scale racing and 10 scale racing and, uh, all kinds of stuff ran out, you know, they had a couple races going on, um, while I was in there and yeah, it was, it was a good time. And, you know, actually a couple cool things were happening during that time. They had one of the B mains, I believe was up and, uh, then the A main warmups, we we're watching the lap times of the A main warmups, you know, while, uh, while we were chatting. So that was pretty neat. And I could, you know, there was multiple screens there. I don't know if they were, um, I think he was kind of like looking at questions on both sides. Oh, okay. Uh, of, you know, maybe. Oh, you mean the chat? Yeah. From the line yeah. He was looking chat. at the chat and, you know, if there was any questions and stuff. And Cool. I think I saw one that said somebody said that I was putting him to sleep. You were so putting was, Key into sleep? No, no, no. I was putting the the viewer <laughs> to sleep. Oh, the viewers. <laughs> I think I think that's what they were Kean saying. Key wasn't snoring, was he? No, no, no. It was he was doing fine. You're like, hey, Key, and I'm done now. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, oh, apparently was, I was putting someone that to sleep. That was Jason Ronan of the uh, JC Concepts team. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Put me to sleep. Here on Whisper 102 Radio. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. you know, we it was good. I mean, it's... Yeah. I'm surprised you had time to even do that. Uh, Bartel said he's moved to Charlotte now. How about that? Dirty Jersey, born and raised, but now he's down in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. Okay. I never so, even, for some reason, I've never even heard the phrase Dirty Jersey before. Man, what are you talking about? I don't know. I thought you were going to say you never heard of Charlotte before, but right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I kind of know about Charlotte. How have you not heard of Dirty Jersey? I, I even mentioned it. I don't know Dirty why. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. All right. Well, Brian Thompson, Thomas says, uh, hey, Jason. There he is. Big B uh, racing at the beach line with him. A few months ago, we haven't been back over there yet. I mean, I saw them post their uh, Wednesday night series, and man, 
I, I told Tyler when I saw it, I'm like, dude, should we go, go over there on Wednesday? And he's like, we got to leave on Thursday. It's like, you want to go race there till like 11 o'clock? And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't been over for a Wednesday night points race, but I really want to. I It's just, man, it's hard to, to it's because it's not super close. It's not like we're talking 15 minutes away. You know, it's like. Right. Over an hour to get there and back. and Well, Brian's saying that uh, you need to come tomorrow. So, Well, I actually leave tomorrow. That's the problem. Oh, well, there you go. Going to Division's off-road race. Oh, really? That's uh, back around again, huh? It's yep. been a year already? Jeez. Yes. <laughs> it's been God. a year already? <laughs> Jeez. I just yeah. remember talking about it. Well, Sorry, I guess we don't do too many episodes, so that's why it feels like it was just yesterday. Well, I think also part of that is, um, I think the race is about a month earlier. I think. Hmm. I'm trying to. Well, think that makes that. sense then. I think the E Nationals is usually in July, and last year I remember them kind of being in conflict. But no, I yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely close to a year. Yeah. Uh, Brian's saying that uh, Jersey has some of the best food on the planet. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, I would not know that, even though I live there. I just seriously, I, this is no joke. You, you know, just ate was, McDonald's every day. <laughs> well, I was really into... Um, uh, Weaver chicken wings at the time that you get in a box. <laughs> you go to the grocery store, get in a box, and and spaghetti. Like so, I would make spaghetti and Weaver chicken wings, and then we would get orange creamsicles at the Trinity apartment. And I would buy like big boxes of it. You know, I'd buy multiple boxes. There was twelve in a pack, I think. So, and we would just rip through them. Well, me and Kirby would. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody else dipped into it, but. Uh, I, this is no joke. And now to keep in mind, this is, uh, what? 97, 98. Uh, I'm weighing maybe 120 pounds. 120? Maybe. Come on. Like literally my clothes hung on me and I look like, you know, people would say, man, your clothes look like they're hanging on you. Um, no joke. I was probably 120 thinking, and I was a young 20 year old thinking, you know, 20-something, I don't know what it would have been, but whatever. Can't do the math, I failed. Um, thinking I could eat whatever I wanted, right? So I ate that every – I'm not joking, nearly <laughs> every single night. Wings in the microwave, <laughs> boil that water for the spaghetti, and just down that every night. And then the orange creamsicles, I would – like a box of 12 between Kirby and I, we'd rip through them. And then go to the store and get more. And that's just like what I did for quite a damn while, man. It was just and I didn't I didn't start gaining weight until I was like, you know, close to thirty. Like, you know, major you know, started going up, 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 up. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But I felt like I felt like I you know, I well I could. I could eat anything I wanted back then. It didn't matter. I wasn't gaining any weight. 
and you were uh, ble- blessed at that point, huh? Yeah, and, and when you're that young, you don't give a shit about what's in the food or how bad it's for you. You just freaking eat it, right? You don't care. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you're like, how many calories does this thing have? What's the saturated fat content? <laughs> it's kind of depressing. <laughs> it, it really is. It's like crazy. Um. Yeah. Boy, if it wasn't for Carrie being here, I'd probably be in real trouble because I can't really cook much. Probably resort back. Is Weaver Chicken even still around? I got to check that out when I go to the grocery store later. So it was something you could buy in the grocery store and then you just heated them up? Yeah. I forget the grocery store that was nearby the apartment, but the name of it, but it was uh, yeah, just a box of chicken wings. It was already done up. You know what I mean? And you just put it in a microwave, done. But hmm. yeah, I never ventured out. Brian's saying there's delis everywhere, mom and pop pizza joints on every corner. And uh, for some reason, I just uh, I don't recall ever going. I know there was a place next to Trinity. It was an Italian restaurant. You know, you can just get pizza or something. But very rare did we ever venture out from that. So I don't even know what we did for lunch at Trinity. I know Tony Bowers would get stuff. Sometimes Ernie would take us to Chili's. You know, not the whole factory, but he'd be like, hey, God, he'd Kirby, you know, Ryan, we're going to Chili's for lunch, you know. It was awesome. <laughs> You're like, yes, Chili's. I know. It'd be, it was awesome, man. Ernie'd be like, get whatever you want, get whatever you want. Even had a beer, you know. It's like, oh, man, we could drink beer and go back to the factory. Sweet. <laughs> so. You're like, it doesn't matter. I'm 120 pounds. Didn't even think about it, dude. Yeah, Brian's saying I missed out. Yeah. I guess I did. I used to go to Woodbridge Mall a lot with Kirby. So. Me and Kirby were the only ones that really did anything after work. Everybody else just kind of stayed in the house. You vegged out? Yeah. Now as I get older, though, I understand, like, I don't want to do anything. Anything past 7 o'clock seems like a chore. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm going to be out late. Yeah, it's like, if <laughs> it's crazy. Too. I don't want to be out too late, you know? Yeah. Well, it just seems like your body just like, you know, you're just like, I can't imagine ever going out like past seven. Really? I mean, I can't imagine going out somewhere and hanging out. I mean, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I'll go to the grocery store or something. I go to the grocery store like right before they close, just... I don't like being around a lot of people, but <clears throat> so I'm out there like at eight thirty at night, you know, I close at nine, but I'll do that. But, but as far as like, you know, hanging out somewhere past seven, it's just, yeah, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. You're like, what time are those movies on? <laughs> it's like, Oh man. Yeah. It's like, oh, we go to a 7.30. We're not going to be out of there till 9.30. Oh, God. That's, that's, I don't, that's what I mean. Like, when you guys go to these races, I don't understand how you do it anymore. Like, it's a tough thing, especially when these uh, these events that you go to, like, they go into well into late at night. Like, what, 10, 11 o'clock? The time yeah. qualifying. And, and Very often. Dude, and then you're back at it, like, <laughs> 7 in the morning or something. Um, Man. It's a killer. Yeah, it's very it's very common. 
Though, I mean, I guess it's exciting for you and and the team and stuff, but. Well, what I've noticed is there's a big crash once you get home from this stuff. Yeah. Like, and like that, that next week, um, it's, there's a big crash and it's tough. It's very tough. <clears throat> Uh, Brian Sandy's like racing at night. Now, I would agree with you. Like back in the day, I used to love, I think we did Wednesday night racing and then Saturday night racing under lights. I used to love that. That was awesome. Just something about the nighttime atmosphere with the racing mm-hmm. it just seems better during the day to me, but you know, where I've been, you know, was from here in Florida, we never really had any indoor tracks. Uh, you know, there might have been one <clears throat> when, you know, back in the 90s, there was only one. It didn't last very long, but we didn't really have the opportunity to ever race like during the week. It was usually always on the weekend. Right. Yeah. It wasn't until I was in California and stuff that we ever raced during the week and Will you race uh, under the lights outdoors at night? Not very often. Okay, see, we used to do that all the time. Yeah, it was. It wasn't very often that we would do that. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of interesting that this is an area you know we struggle with uh, with the weather, and we didn't. There's not a lot of indoor racing back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, we got tracks like, you know, Brian talking about beach line and stuff, which, I mean, if if I was, you know, if it was the 90s and we had that track, man, I would have been there so much. Right. It would have been insane. Uh, Brian saying, Jason, what was the name of the indoor track in Orlando in the 90s? Well, the one Tim Raskin ran, which is, it was called Southern Hobbies. Uh, that's the one that I went to. It was right off um, the East West Expressway. And they had an on-road track outside and they had the indoor off-road track. That was the only one we ever had that I was at um, in the 90s. Uh, Brian saying, yes, Tim track. Yeah, Tim, Tim's track. I think he ran, he ran it with with Tem, another uh, yeah he ran it with another guy but um, that was uh, the one I remember. Justin Jubert says uh, he always has a big crash, but it's during when he's racing. That's when it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All the crashing goes on on the track. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Me too. That's what. Uh, that's when my big crash happened. Was that you that sent, I think it was, that video of that oval racing where it oh. was just an insane amount of crashing? I don't think I've ever seen an RC video with that much crashing in it. Right, exactly. Yeah, that I, was from Megatrack. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, uh, some of the listeners may know him, Um Pretty pretty popular guy out in Jersey area and stuff. Um, he put up the video of Megatrack from Brown Mills, New Jersey, back in the day. 
that's early 90s. I think that was from 90, either 90 or 91. So I forget what race it was. I don't know if it was after the Trinity Speedworks race or it was. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. But either way, they decided to do a 30, uh, 30 car race at the end of the night. Yeah, I, that is looks like the most frustrating <laughs> mess of so, cars I've ever seen. On, uh, I mean, I, I it, it looks like it's just a guaranteed broken oval car. There's I no if I question. Can pull that up here and see, but yeah, it, dude, it was awesome though. It was so much fun, especially back then. You were like, you know, you had frequencies, so you got to make sure you <laughs> you weren't on anybody's frequency and stuff. But I mean, that race um, that video when i was watching that with you that is the biggest like cluster <laughs> f uh, i mean we've done i think we had i think one years. time at lake park we ran 22 tracks of slashes on the same track oh. so we ran 22 slashes on the, and and that was like pretty organized like there was, seemed like a lot of vehicles out there but it wasn't like really over the top Right. I mean, watching that race that you're talking, I mean, that is a mess. <laughs> so, and it's a true story. Um, I don't know if it was that one in particular, because I think they did it um, a couple times because it was just fun to do and, mm-hmm. you know, break parts and then have to go to the hobby shop or whatever and buy new shoes. Yeah, it was a good, it's a good, uh, good, <laughs> good thing on their end. Right. So, uh, so the one I was in, I, I got the whole shot. I, crossed the finish line first and there was something going on with the transponder so they had to start over but dude i was so pumped up that i was first coming through you know and yeah and then they had to start over and then i just got crushed on the restart you're like uh restart (laughs) i was i was so depressed Oh, man. I'm trying to find this video on uh, Jeffrey Jones' page. And and uh, you know you're back in the pits going, I had him on the first start. I had it. I had it on the first start. That's all I could say, yep. So I found a video here. Uh, Yeah, this isn't it, but this is – here we go. This might be it. No. It's amazing, uh, Jeffrey Jones. He's still around doing – he's still around racing and doing live videos on Facebook from the Jersey area. I mean, yeah, uh, also, this was after the 1992 Norca Paved Oval Nationals 30 man race. That's when it was. Now, I'm not sure if this is the one I was got the whole shot in or it was a different one because I know they've done it more than once. So, oh, wait, I got a whoops. That probably came through a little too. How do I? Um, I'm going to blow this up here like that. I really want to put this on the screen here. It'd be cool to put it on there while you're uh, just BSing about the Roar Nationals. <laughs> just people out there just crashing their brains out. Yeah. Um, so for our audio listeners, uh, make sure you go to the uh, Facebook page or YouTube, Radio Impound. And uh, you can check it out. The but, YouTubes. Um, I'll just have it playing here while you're talking about other stuff, but... How do I get that? Uh, I don't know why the volume. Does that volume come through um, on our end? 
I don't hear anything okay, or good. see anything. Good. Good evening. Uh, let's see. I think I could just hit that. Hit that. And then put that up there like that. And uh, it might be a little bit hard to see there, but... Um, yeah, this is the 30-man race from 1992. Look at how nice that driver stand and track looks. Yeah, this th- this was a first-class facility. I know some people um, didn't uh, like the track, per se, because uh, it was a little bumpy in, in turn two, especially. Uh, but that facility was just amazing. Uh, that that's the best I could blow it up. I can't go any further than that. So uh, maybe I could do. It looks good on my end. Does it look good? All right. Yeah. So there it is. That it's thing is huge for an oval trap. This looks like the video you showed me. <clears throat> I mean, this look track at is amazing. I love it. This is the when it was torn Two down. These. Yeah. Look at it. just crashing everywhere, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That back straightaway was really nice with all the banners, and I guess those are pits there. Yeah, covered pits. Just mm-hmm. amazing. Lavco banner. Look at that. Just <laughs> melee on the back stretch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how these cars... There had to be like 20 broken axles after this race. Oh, dude, it was chaos. I forget what I broke. I think I just broke like the um, spindles and shit like that. I know we used to break. <laughs> I know we used to break uh, the 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 carbon rear axles all the time. Dude, look at that! Look at melee the chaos. on the back. Melee <laughs> on the back stretch. <laughs> look at the Marshall. <laughs> yeah, just amazing. And when I look back at this video, it just makes me sad, though, too. Well, yeah, I mean, you're probably. First class facility, man. And the people running it were just awesome. It was called Mega Track, huh? Yep. Oh, Turn Marshal almost just got his ankle wiped out. Yeah. Look at people with the camcorders. Yeah. So that <laughs> might have been a that was a watching tower. That that person was on? Is that what it was? Um, I know there was a... Yeah, it was... Um, where was the VIP section? They actually built a VIP booth for, like, you know, the VIPs to go in there. Like, Ernie and them would sit in there. And it was air-conditioned. <laughs> and it was on turn two. Mm-hmm. I wish they would show it here because it had tinted glass. Yeah. It was amazing. They actually had that at a Whippoorwill too. They had like a booth like that. Right. With yep. tinted glass on it. Yep. They did the same thing. And it was just incredible. This track looks like it'd be kind of hard to drive because it's like it's like <laughs> this is a trioval, I right. guess. Yep. And so you're you know, you got multiple points you have to kind of negotiate here with some bank corners and it's a big mm-hmm. dip on that back street. So I can imagine this being a very difficult track to drive. Turn two had a little bump in it right here somewhere. And it was just, um, you had to go 
in the middle. If you went too low, you hit it, and you kind of bounced. Some guys were able to get through it, but you wanted to be in the middle, I believe, if I remember correctly. You don't want to go low, but everybody wanted to go low. But And that's where if you ran like um, the Lynx 2 was awesome on this track because it had the actual full-size shock. Or, yeah. or maybe uh, was it? Or well, the was pod, it replacing the, the, the Delta Shock with a full size for this track? That pod would move uh, up. Um, the pod on that Lynx would move up at a parallel to the chassis. Okay. <clears throat> so the the I believe anyway the way it worked is the rear pod would move uh, parallel. Whereas the like associated car with a T bar, it, it flexed, you know, it, it had a it, it flexed like this. So I think that links would do good on the bumpy tracks because of that the way that that rear pod right. Worked. Okay, and I know we replaced the Delta shocks with full with a full size shock in the middle. Okay, yeah. So you, <clears throat> I remember playing with one. I, I never had one, but I remember playing with my friend's uh car the links and that rear suspension felt nice when you're just messing with it in the pits and like the associated car with the t-bar obviously had its its own advantages but you know, that was a big thing dude august 23rd 1992 this was you had to be hot as hell out there too yeah yeah it was it was all sand out there too yeah, it looks like it's got that like white beach sand out there. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Look at Dude, this look car. At that. <laughs> Batteries hanging out. <laughs> look at that battery. <laughs> look at that. That's a Panasonic. <laughs> That's when the purple cells came out, I think. Yeah. And that was what you wanted to run, but so that guy went through a body and a battery pack to run that 30. <laughs> Not to mention other shit's probably broken on that thing. <laughs> He's, you know. Yeah. Let's see if they show any, anybody else. Yeah. Dude, that is so awesome. Oh, look at that. Fade Remember? to static. Fade to static. But yeah, Mega Track Raceway. Man, yeah. I can just play this video the whole time. Just put it on loop. Great memories. While we're in that time period, um, look up. And you might have to go to YouTube for this, but put Region 4, 1993. You'll see our Lake Park track. Um, Region... I think it's called Region 4 1993 is the name of the video. I can look here too. We'll see our, our Lake Park track. I'll put Lake Park in maybe. Uh, what does it say? None of these. I think track. this is... I haven't... <clears throat> RC Lake Park 1993 Region 4. Is that what it's called? I mean, that's what I found. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, uh, 
I'm trying to hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> so it's RC Lake Park Region 4. Oh, yeah, there we go. Regionals 01 ABI. Oh, I got something. I think I have something different up here, Don. <clears throat> yeah, so it's regionals01.avi is actually the name of the video, video. So, But this is what our track looked like in 93. What's this here that I have up? Is this it? Um, yeah, probably. This is from '93, uh, uh, I think. Yeah, I think you got the same one. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, that's it. So this is the start of like our two-wheel mod A main. I think we had triple mains then, but this is what our Lake Park used to look like. Uh, here's the race announcer. Hello, Molly. <clears throat> less than five. Go. There we go. There's Brad Ralph's in the lead. Man, how do you remember this? I think that is his brother in the lead right now, Brett. Man, that wooden fence was popular back then because that's what uh, was at the 96 Nats. So it's like, look at how... Um, <clears throat> Look at this track is like all watered and groomed up. Right. So that's Brett in the lead. And let's see here. I think he makes a mistake. This race gets real chaotic. Dude. You can see we didn't have very many jumps on this track. We did have a whoop section that looks like a stutter bumps. Right. There's a jump. Nothing there. Yeah, well, that was a roller, and this there, was a tabletop that right, should go down. Oh, that's the tabletop? Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's yep. the stutters, the drop-off there. And we got a, a, a roller with a double up the hill, S-turn. This was a modified version of the uh, layout <laughs> from earlier in the year. But I think Brett, Brett makes a mistake here eventually, and that's what kind of, like, How do you causes causes this thing to get kind of tight. Batteries are dumping. This was probably four minutes. This is Damn. probably a four-minute race. Uh, so let's see. That looks... Let's see if he makes a mistake here. Skype guy in seconds kind of reeling him in here. Damn. I think I'm actually in third right now. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Ah. Jason Rona in third place, coming around the corner. There I am. Oh. All right, so let's see if he makes a mistake here now. Now, now, now who's this uh, leading? Brett Ralphs, right here. Oh, my God, it's coming. The mistake is coming. So, yeah, this is Lake Park, 1993. This is the summer of 93 because this is the regionals. Oh, somebody just crashed behind him. All right, we're getting close here now. I want an easy track. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is a really easy track. But, man, we used to push 
each other so much on this layout. A lot of practice we put in. Uh oh, who's coming up? Is that you, Bill? That's coming me in third. Yeah, that's me. Oh, in third. Who's in yeah. second? I think this is uh, Darren Stump right here. Oh. Boom. Oh, he hits Brett. So here's me. Goes by in the lead. Now I'm leading. <laughs> Jason Rona in the lead. Watch this. I get hammered. And Jason coming right corner. Ooh. This guy just crosses me up. I bank shot. Get inside. Boom. Oh, Jason Rona back in the lead again. And a comfortable lead, it looks so like. So I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, going pretty good here. <laughs> I qualified towards the top here. I was second or third, so. But this is Darren Stump. This guy was a kind of a badass, but. Oh, he's coming right up on you now. Yep. But watch what happens. Oh. Oh. Just completely hammers me. Wow. Here's another guy that goes by in the lead. This is oh Turn Marshall hits the Turn Marshall's leg. Now Brad, <laughs> Brad goes back by him here. So that's Brad. Guy Tracy was in second. Here's me. Guns back inside. Oh no, that was Brett. Sorry. Good I mean, God, this race is uh pretty intense. Boom! Somebody crashes. Now I'm back in second. Look at me right there. Yeah. All right. I'm right behind Brad here now. I didn't get taken out by Darren Stump, so... Oh, that was it. I got second. Oh. Wow. You got the Oakleys on there. Where are you at? That was I'm right there with the uh, oh, yeah. shirt. Oh, uh, yeah, that Team Associated shirt. Yep. That was pretty hot back then. The shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. That's what our track looked like in 93. Wow. I mean, that bleacher is still over there. The bleachers that are on You're that side. Kidding. That's still there, yeah. Well, what's there now? Well, the track is still there. What? That track? Yeah, but it's in 94, the year after this, we made it bigger. Oh, I was going to say, please tell me that that track is still there. Today. No, I wish it was like that. <laughs> um, that so same dirt. location and everything, and then the yeah, stands are still there? Yeah, all we did, well, that driver stand, my dad. Oh, why put, meant the? My dad pushed the driver stand over and built a new one. Oh, wow. How about that fence? Is that fence still there? Uh, There is a fence there. I don't think it's the same one, but they Maybe moved it back. It was. I think it's a different one, and it got moved back. <clears throat> hmm. All right. So, so the whole track got bigger in 94, and we built a new driver stand. And what else did we do? So this was a club. It went to pipe. Yeah, this is a pipe. Or I'm sorry, this is a club. And we went to pipe around the whole track when they redid it. See how they did the grass here, the grass infields? Yeah, which I loved. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, winter champs, when they'd have winter champs, that grass would be like in really good shape. The club president would come out there and water it every day. Wow. So like that grass was like all in peak, like, appearance and look damn come the big race in uh february you know now they just try to paint it and sometimes it looks got nice sometimes it doesn't but um but yeah this was a grass track you could it was interesting because every turn was different you know with the grass so like you know sometimes you could cut it short 
and drive over the grass. And then sometimes the grass would have a big ledge and you couldn't, it was just like a pipe. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So you kind of had to know it a little bit, like where you could kind of drive and, you know, where you couldn't. Right. Bartel saying that's the days of the white t-shirts. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Every single, everything single shirt back then was white. And then we went to the, the Heather color. Yep. Over the gray in there. Yep. But yeah, we used to wear those all the time and they never really got that dirty. At least it didn't feel like it, but now it seems like if you did that, it would just, you would just get outside and it would just be disgusting. So that's it. Wow. That's a throwback. So we had the mega track and Lake Park. Lake Park RC Raceway. Yeah, I, I really miss uh, Mega Track. And then they rebuilt it and made it on tracks. I think it was called On Tracks, and then uh, they made everything orange. And I said to Jeffrey Jones in the comments, they should have made that the same color as Megatrack. That blue, I don't know what it was, but it just really stood out and looked really nice. I don't know if there's anything there anymore. But your track's still around, and Megatrack is no longer around. Unless On Tracks is there doing something. <laughs> they don't know. I got a yeah. tear in my eye, Jason. Yep. I wasn't a oval driver, but man, I freaking love that place. And I'll never forget it. I was working. I, I just got back from one of their races. It, that might have been one. In, like it was, I think 93 was it for them. I just got back Monday morning. And... Uh, a friend that raced there came into the store and said to me, they bulldozed Megatrack. And you're just like, no and way. I was like, wait a minute. We were just there. What do you mean? Like what happened? And that was the end of it, bro. I don't know what exactly happened, but somebody. So it was just little, done. I think there was a dispute over the land and stuff and something happened. And uh, that was it. And I've and never been the same since. You've never been the same? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have. It. it was like devastating news. It still burnt my memory. I could picture my friend coming in and telling me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean? We were just there. What are you talking about? Like, you know, you had yeah. no internet back then and stuff. So you had to like try and call and see if it's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> then, uh. Uh, Bartel saying, what town was uh, Megatrack in? That was in Brown Mills, New Jersey. So it was in New Jersey. Yep. That's kind of cool. <sighs> All right. Uh, Corey Jordan's checking in. Left tire salute. Uh, fellas, what would be a good tool drive buggy to get if you're just starting tool drive buggy? Uh, Tamaya Hornet. <laughs> there you go. Is this Corey asking? Yep. Tamaya Hornet or the Tamaya Frog? Either one. 
Yeah, like if it was 1985. Well, he's just starting. Somebody's just starting. So, yeah, the Grasshopper is another good one. But uh, I remember I saw my friend driving the Tamiya Hornet around, and that's what got me involved in RC. For Corey here, he should be looking at the B6. <clears throat> Probably not the Tamiya Hornet or uh, what was the other one? Frog. To my fox, frog, the fox. You probably don't want one of those in, in today's day, but. Nah, Corey, if it's for you, yeah, get, or anybody, just get the Tamaya. You'll thank me later. Then you work your way up to the, the, <laughs> the pro level kits. You're taking them all the way back. <laughs> It's like, well, you know, if you're going to start like us. Right. That's what you got to start with. Jason's saying the B6. B6 point what? Four. Point four. That's the latest car. <clears throat> All right. Let's see how we get sidetracked. Roar Nationals. Yeah. Mayfield one, Dakota one. That's kind of the small. The, the That's short. the Cliff Note version. Well, I don't think kids say Cliff Notes Cliff Notes anymore. But uh, what, what do they say? I don't know. I think uh, it's not Cliff Notes. I know that. Anybody in chat know what the cool kids say today? I don't say cliff notes because I would say cliff notes to my daughter and she'd be like, what? And it really is cliff notes, right? It's not <laughs> it's not clip notes. It's cliff, right? Uh, Yeah. I wonder I wonder why that became a thing. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Are we getting sidetracked again? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm Sorry. sure somebody named Clifford or something, right? Mm -hmm. Some. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to ask uh, chat GPT. No, oh, no. No. We know your feelings on AI. Here we go. I'm not asking that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. The guy's name that invented Cliff Notes back in the day was named Clifton. He'll guess. Okay. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, H I L L E G A S S, Clifton Hill Hill Guess. Uh, Corey Jordan is going with my advice, and he will be getting a Tamaya Hornet Fox or Grasshopper okay. or whatever. Good choice, Jason. Or uh, Corey. It's a good ride. Yeah, it's a good ride. You'll you'll thank me for that. Good starter vehicle. All right. So you want to talk about the Nats? Uh, yeah, if you want to. I know you had some interesting things to say about it or something about uh, you mentioned to me. Uh, of course, oh, we know Mayfield yeah. won and Dakota won. And uh, we were talking about, in the chat that we have, we were talk talking about uh, the driving styles from the yesteryear and today. And we kind of feel like back then that you kind of – 
had, well, especially with the batteries, you had to watch that they didn't dump, but we're, obviously we're not talking about batteries here, but um, kind of more, you had, to, you had throttle control back then, you had to put in a little bit more factor, all these other factors into your race than you do today, I think, especially an oval, those guys just hold it down. I mean, I'm going, I'm watching these snowbirds races and they're just, you know, there's nothing, you don't have to worry about dumping anymore, obviously, so... Uh, you were saying something about Mayfield had to drive the main that he won, right? Uh, no, in uh, buggy, mostly in oh, buggy, in buggy. Um, yeah, uh, you'll get well, to all that. Well, yeah, to, um, I think to start off with, we, you know, it's kind of a long trip for us going over there from Florida to Northern California, but we get there, then you drive, you know, get to Sacramento, and we <clears throat> take a rental over to Chico. It's been about three years since we've been over there to yeah. uh, their their facility, and um, obviously it's a great track, um, great driver stand. They built it all specifically for RC, kind of kind of a big money setup at the time. I think we talked to Kendall about it. You know, Kendall was one of our guests, uh, the owner of A Main, and I want to say they they had a million dollars in that facility. Wow. But uh, anyway, um, you know, we got we actually rented an RV for the week uh, there because usually we rent a container at some of these races and then we put all of our boxes and we kind of pit out of there. But uh, this time we rented an RV. We knew it was going to be kind of hot. Paul got that organized and we set up got all of our boxes in there and kind of used it as our home base it was really nice for that uh, air conditioning had a ronnie went shopping with ronnie at the next door costco he got us filled up our shopping cart with food and snacks so we could mm-hmm. snack and have our <clears throat> drinks and it was hot <laughs> out too so anyway um Dude. qualifying was one day shorter <clears throat> uh i'm sorry they eliminated one day of practice. Uh, that was because of the, the the fairgrounds there didn't allow them to have a um, a, a, a practice day on Wednesday because they, they had an, a conflicting event going on or something. So anyway, we went to just con- control practice. Uh, control practice went. I do. Um, I honestly do. Oh. What are we talking about? Practice, man. I know mm-hmm. it's important. So we we did the control practice. I think it was three rounds, and everything went pretty well there. The track came in right away. It was high grip. It was also, I mean, it was high grip, and it was smooth, kind of catered towards, um, you know, the precision drivers, uh, 10-scale drivers, if you will, uh, were really, really quick there. Uh, Dakota, Spencer, uh, Jared Wiggins was actually really fast in seating. He was one of the, the higher seating guys early. Uh, Mayfield got rolling late, uh, but uh, came up in speed and then uh, got through seating and into qualifying. Dakota TQ'd both both classes. I think he TQ'd, did he TQ six out of the eight rounds of qualifying, I believe? Jeez. So there's four rounds in each, I believe. I believe he TQ'd. I believe he TQ'd six out of the eight rounds. But so he was obviously doing well. 
<laughs> yeah, just a tad. Uh, he got into the mains. Uh, Truggy main came up early. Uh, Dakota had a great drive going, and Truggy led a lot of it. Mayfield was right there. Jared Tebow was right there. Spencer was right there early um, until he um, – I don't know if he uh, – something happened in the rear gear box on his Truggy. He had to retire. Um, so the, the battle for three was Dakota, Mayfield, and Tebow, and – Dakota did have an issue in pit lane. Uh, I don't know if it flamed out or he had an issue uh, that happened. And that kind of got the race tightened back up. And they were all battling pretty close. Dakota started having a failure on his truggy. Uh, the, I believe the, the motor mount broke. Oh, and I had that broke on my car. There you go. Motor mount. So, and then that happened. Uh, he, uh, I believe it started overheating the engine they thought. So they tried to like richen it up in the pits in a pit stop or something. They're, they were trying to do some things to keep them going and they kept them going a little while. And then about, I would say two minutes to go, the truck really started fading hard and pretty soon he was just trying to block <laughs> and hold, hold Mayfield off. And it was actually pretty risky because Ryan, there was not very many laps left. So if he would have made a mistake trying to get around Dakota and they tangled, I think it would have really hurt him uh, pretty bad. Mm. You know, say they would have tangled, it would kind of ruined your chance or his chance to win also. Right. So, but he did, he eventually found a nice opening, got by Dakota. Uh, Dakota was truck was kind of, you know, having some issues. <clears throat> but he was still out there and like, he was still like holding his position pretty well. And then in the end, Tebow went to get around Dakota. This is like two laps to go. All this happened. And when he went to go around Dakota, I think they tangled a little bit. Uh, but eventually Tebow got around, got second and then Dakota got third. So pretty cool. You know, that was Ryan's, um, 28th roar national title wow who's counting and and he's won seven seven alone in the truggy class so yeah and i i mean yeah i mean he's won a ton of them so but he wins the that's uh techno techno rc that's their first what uh it's their first um, it's their first Roar Nitro title. They won an electric one in, uh, I believe Joe, Joe Bornhorst won a, uh, one of them with an electric, but they've never won a Nitro Roar National. So that was their wow. first, that was their first Roar National. So Mayfield gets it for him. Yep. Okay. Damn. So, yeah, it's uh, so far. Um, you know, Ryan's won. He ran Nitro Challenge and Buggy with the Techno. He won one class in Truggy at Silver State, and now he's won the Nationals in Truggy. So, um, 
he's making it talk, making the technos talk. Uh, of course, Dakota was flying, could have went his way too, but uh, that's how it finished up. Hmm. Our guys ran uh, reflex tires. We had to go. We ran a lot of our harder tires like Aquas, A2, A1. We even dug into some of our older stuff, um, some Y2 compound. Um, so just it was hot out. Track was really grooved up. Traditionally, we don't run those harder compounds. But in the summer, if we do, it's in the summer for a couple races and then things kind of summer, switch. summer, summer. That's right. It's like a merry-go-round. I don't remember that song. I don't even know if that's how it goes, but that's how I say it. <laughs> I, I Now I'm kind of thinking I know that song, but anyway, then we, we got into the buggy mains. Uh, you know, they run the ladder system at the Roar Nats now, so it's... Uh, ladder first of all, system. Well, well, first of all, they, they do 10-minute qualifiers, so you have to do a pit stop in your qualifier, which is pretty cool. Oh, okay. Uh, makes, like makes, makes the qualifier a little longer, plus you get a pit stop. Unless, yeah, you're, at, unless you're Adam Drake, and huh? he skipped the pit stop. He was what? able to go the full 10 minutes. We were calling that... We called it the full pull. How he can would you do go ten, the full 10 minutes? Well, he's you know he's got some he's got some good stuff going. He's with got his, the larger tank in there. No, with his tuning, <laughs> he's he's got his tuning down, so he he knows he can go ten minutes. So it's not mandatory. Nope. Oh, obviously. All right. So, man, so he's the only one able to do that at this race. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So you know you're you're gonna lose because you got to make you got a pit stop. Then you're like, well, Adam well, it's a, have well, it's a, well, it's a ten minute qualifier, and the pit stop was about seven seconds. So Adam was getting, I think he had a five or six or a seven for the round. So like Dakota and Mayfield and Spencer and these guys were still running a better time with making a pit stop. So with a pit stop, those guys were still. Well, I mean, you knew you were going to win your, yeah, you're going to win to uh, not win your qualifying, but maybe I don't know what maybe. I want to say. That's crazy to me, though. He's the only one able to do that. Yeah. At that race, he was the only one. He, he must know somebody that tunes his engine really well. Yeah, he's got that. Well, what it is is um, a combination of a few things. But it's a combination between the engine and the larger, I mean, nothing. I mean, well, you know, as no, we okay. say in the board meetings, the it's, a, the, it's a balance. It's it's all about finding the right balance when it comes to these races. It's all about finding the right balance. Right. And uh, he obviously had the right balance. <laughs> okay. Have you used that in your meetings yet? No. No. Does anybody used it on you? No. I've used it. And it worked, you said, right? Yep, it always works. It doesn't it's all about finding the right balance, guys? And they just sit there and they're like, "How can you argue that? You can't." Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow, I don't know. That's just amazing to me. 
10 minutes. So then uh, we got in the buggy. So once you get to the mains in the buggy class, it's uh, they run the system where they have the sem- like the worlds where there's a semifinals and then the finals. Uh, spent uh, the TQ, which was Dakota. He goes straight to the main. He doesn't have to run a uh, semifinal. He went straight to the main. Uh, the other drivers have to run a semi final. Uh, the, the the top five guys um, plus the the. 11th or 12th fastest guys make the main, I believe. And then with with Dakota makes 13 cars in the A final. So uh, Spencer won the first semi. Mayfield won the second semi. They started second and third, I believe. And in the 60-minute A final, uh, Dakota... Got off to a good start, and Spencer actually put a pretty wicked pass on him like three-quarters of the way through the first lap, but then he made a mistake. And then it was Dakota out front, Mayfield, and then uh, it, it you know flopped around with several different guys. But eventually it was Dakota, uh, Mayfield, Tessman, uh, Tessman got into second eventually and actually looked really good looking like he was going to finish second or at the worst third. And then he actually uh, got in it with a lapped car and broke, ended up breaking his car like three quarters of the way through the race, maybe even further along. Hmm. Um, so it broke his car. And then, um, so the finishing order was Dakota Mayfield and Spencer so, um, you know, even as a competitor, you feel kind of bad for Ty because he, I mean, he was running really well and broke. He would have, you know, he was in second. Dakota was gone. Dakota basically lapped everybody. Jeez, checked out. Um, yeah, he was checked out. And, you know, Mayfield ran well, but like we were talking about earlier, one of the things he was com- doing was um, on that particular track, he wasn't getting very good fuel mileage. So, um, Mike Truey was his pit guy, and they had determined that um, he was just going to have to drive very easy with the throttle. They they knew that their window, they since the pit the pits were kind of long on this track, it took like at least seven seconds. That he couldn't really afford to drop any more pit stops to the competitors, so he decided to just kind of drive the car a little easier. He said he never went past three quarter throttle. He was always driving wow. uh, in that range for 60 minutes. And, you know, he, you know, he, it's gotta be difficult because, and, and, you know, you can't just go wide open and gain a bunch of time, but you know, everyone's driving in the general throttle range. But a lot of times when you see somebody pulling away from you, you have a tendency to pull more throttle or get deeper into the trigger or you, yeah, just you try yeah, you're trying to make up time. Well, you know, in his situation, he, he couldn't do that. He just had to, yeah, he was trying to, you know, like what we used to call throttle driving. Right. Back uh, in the used, day. Yeah. We used conserving to conserving batteries. Yeah. We used to call it throttle driving and, 
so he was doing he was doing some of that hmm. and wow. for the whole race for the entire main so yeah that um that was tough uh but so i think you know what he said he's like hey you know this is I know this is kind of my range. Yeah, this is what I got to deal with. And he was racing with Ty in the semifinal, which he ended up beating Ty in the semi, driving the same way. But in the main, Ty uh, kind of got a little bit of a, a gap on him. After, they both kind of were really close, and Ty got a little gap. And Ryan was like, well, I was kind of – I think he was feeling I'm going to have to kind of settle for third here. Uh you know, driving the way he was driving and everything else. But he ended up, Ty ended up breaking, you know, with the back marker. So Ryan ended up getting second anyway. But kind of being real conservative with the car. And you could see the way he was driving. He's just, he's just being real precise, staying on the line, you know, not really using too much extra uh, power or anything you know it's not like you just because there's a berm on the turn or a wall wall ride in the back and you know he's not driving like an animal yeah, yeah. there was actually a small oval section on the track too and so you can yeah, see he was driving it well uh within the limits but right. never really you know just going for it um and they said they were still cutting it close on fuel mileage so he kind of did what he had to do to get a podium and Dakota kind of ran away with it. Spencer recovered from kind of a bad start and really made up a lot of ground. He made up a lot of ground and he ended up getting third. So, um, and then uh, they had a, uh, under 15, under 15 year old race, uh, Jonah Wilson. uh, That's the wrong. I got up here. Sorry, go ahead. We just put up, yeah, we put up the buggy main <clears throat> on YouTube today. So, oh. yeah, the buggy main is up. Well, just go to that site then, or that uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, the YouTubes. And the um, J Concepts uh, Live or something. Yeah, we're J Concepts Live. Oh, you weren't lying. You did just put that up. Yep, Hannah recorded that whole 60-minute video. Yeah. I'll just have it run in the background. There we go. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's a... But, I mean, I don't know if this is your first time watching a video of this track. It is. I did I Okay, so watch, watch this. watch this layout. This is the uh, see. They're starting on the yeah. They're starting on the oval here. Oh yeah, I see. So that. watch how you kind of they have to duck in, and then there's a wall ride in the back. So what you see here is Dakota leading Spencer in second. So you see Dakota will jump a little wide in the back, and Spencer jumps right in the lead here on the first lap. But then he makes a mistake. So he jumps a little wide. Boom. Mm. Spencer jumps in, but then he kind of right. makes a. Um, really costly mistake right here just i think he hit a rock or something oh just went so over the, so then there's so that's you know dakota mayfield tie one two three now so yeah that's a lot of the race and sierra we were just talking about her doing a she's a monster truck racer rc monster truck racer 
Okay. We were just talking about her at the Battle of the Monster Truck event. We just did a video about an hour ago. But yeah, this, so this is Kevin Jellick built this track who um, very sadly passed away right after this race. What? Yeah, Kevin Jellick, who is a longtime RC racer uh, and then track builder working for A-Main Hobbies, amongst other things he's done. Right. But he passed away recently, right after this event. So we saw him all week, talked to him a bunch. Um, he built and maintained this track all weekend, and then he passed away. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, real real sad thing. Um, you know, been people have been posting some things online about him and really nice stuff and i think one of the best ones i read i obviously haven't read all of everybody's but i read um tyler vick who used to race doesn't race anymore spent a lot of time with kevin and had a pretty nice thing i think covered the a lot of the bases um nice post on facebook about it so yeah um kind of a tragedy there but um this is his baby, this track. So, um, you know, we had a Worlds at this track in 2013. He built that track. There are some people online putting that as their uh, Facebook timeline cover photo, I think it's called. Okay. They're putting that track up there as the, as their... Uh, but, yeah, so very cool. A uh, very cool track should say you can see here in the background here is the costco which is where ronnie and i went for he well, that's pretty got us got some snacks that was great so yeah this is still dakota and he's just pulling away here's this oval section because what they have is there's actually a driver stand over there and they run dirt oval over there um, kind of as another part of the racing size of this track is unreal. Jeez. It is. Look at this. <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, in, in the junior under 15 class, the junior class, Jonah Wilson, who comes from, I don't know if he's exactly the East coast, but comes he, it was his first plane ride oh, really? and, and his for and his first roar nationals. And he finished, uh, he, he won the under 15 class and he was racing really good drivers like Caden Fuller and Fee Long Win and um, Ryan Mayfield. Not in the 15 under. <laughs> I thought you guys were sneaking some uh, pros in there. Yeah. Yeah. Dakota <laughs> Spencer. So yeah, good, good, good race overall. Good roar race, and uh, now we're gonna uh, we're done with that, and we got the visions race uh, this week. So uh, the second we wrap up this podcast, I'm gonna get out of here, go get, get some on a din- plane and head to well, visions. Get some, we'll get some dinner. Ah, okay. Then um, try to get a little bit of. Uh, 
little react relaxing time in. Get some sleep. Get some video gaming in, and then go to sleep. Yeah, I won't be doing any video games. Call of Duty, Warzone, Rainbow Six Siege, whatever. Are those all three different things? Yeah. They are. It is, actually. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing about this track. I would not be able to navigate this at all. Kevin Jellick is the master of building these tracks that have jumps on the turns. Um, like when you watch Dakota around here, see this jump yeah. right here with the angled landing. That's kind of right. I see that. You, kind of hard and to then, see in video a little bit, but you do see it. And then uh, you come around here. Uh, there's a. There'll be another one in the corner up here. There's a double. Well, he's, Even that little jump there could um, mess with yep. you a little bit if you don't hit it right. So over here, there's a that angled double right under the Avid banner. It's yeah. actually a triple angled triple. That was a pretty big one. So, I mean, what happened? I mean, was it a tragic accident? or that, uh, uh, It wasn't an there? accident. I, I, I do think that he had a, a condition he was kind of fighting, but not really discussing. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't know too much wow. about it. Sad. But, yeah, it, it, but, yeah, when he was there, it didn't act like he was trying to take any shortcuts or, or do anything because maybe he wasn't up to a hundred percent health. I mean, I didn't, right. <clears throat> I, I didn't certainly didn't think that, that, um, certainly didn't expect that to happen. Right. Okay. So, pretty much it for right now costco by the way just insane i was over there i was at the costco in harrisburg over the weekend it's too much it's overwhelming <laughs> too much sensory overload sensory overload there's just so much in there it's just too much man it's like what, what what's going on here yeah you go over there like I went over there with Ronnie and he's like, he's such an expert in, uh, in Costco. He's just like, boom, boom, boom. Let's go here. Let's go to this aisle. We'll get this boom, boom, we'll go over here, get this. I'm just like, dang. Right. I'm in there just like, uh, what? <laughs> no, that's how I am. I'm looking around. I'm just like, there's stuff way on top of the shelves from computers to food. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, look at that uh, pit stop there. Wow. So that's why it takes seven seconds. Yeah, you got to drive through <laughs> a pretty complicated. Right. There's a pretty complicated uh, out getting out of the pits. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Successful Roar Nationals. J-Concepts uh, taking everything. <clears throat> yeah, we did. And we, uh, we ended up running the our rehab tire in the buggy final. Uh, that's what Dakota ran uh, in the aqua compound. And then uh, Mayfield ran the same tire and Spencer actually ran reflexes. Uh, we we knew they were going to go bald because the race was so long and so high traction, but mm -hmm. we knew the track would kind of support running that low of a tire. And we, we, we just ran what we thought would be quick and fast. 
and I think it paid off. Um, overall, I think it paid off. So um, the guys ran awesome. Paul was running the team there with keeping everybody supported with product and working with everybody. And I was doing my thing. Hannah was doing the photos, the video, the story on the event and um, the coverage. So they did a, she did a good job and got everything up Sunday. And then Monday was the full race recap. Got all that up on the, the, the web in social medias and then we got all the videos now here on uh, youtube so pretty nice nice well good job by everyone there and uh and now like you said you're heading off to the visions race and this is on uh, tv and stuff well they're gonna film it again for tv yeah it's gonna be on live rc first live right and then it's being filmed for uh one of the I mean, I'll pick it up here. See what ESPN it's or something. Um, ESPN two. Uh, no. Let's see. I gotta get the link here. There's a new channel that this is gonna be on. It was on Mav TV last year. And let's see what this is on this year. Where is there we go? Let's find the link. And how many entries are expected at this one? Wasn't there like a thousand last time? No, that was some of the other events during the year. This race doesn't draw as big of a turnout, but we'll draw a big um, So we got Mayfield going, Spencer, Dakota usual suspects. Dakota. Yep, Dakota. So Speed Sport is the official TV partner. Speed Sport. Yeah. After a massively successful TV debut last year, we are excited to announce our partnership with Speed Sport for 2023. Speed Sport is a new TV network developed by a collective group of people from ESPN, Speed Vision, Speed Channel, FS1, NASCAR, MTV, Disney, and MAV TV. The best part, anyone can watch it free of charge from their phone or smart TV. As part of both the live and post-production TV, we are beyond excited to welcome back the dream team of commentators, Ken Stout, Scotty Ernst, and Mike Garrison. Watch the sizzle reel below for the launch of Speed Sport. Watch the sizzle reel. Yeah, I've never heard of it said that way. The sizzle. Sizzle reel. Uh, I like it. So that would be up uh, uploaded later on a later. Yeah, they'll 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 package it together and make an hour show or something <clears> like that. So, but it's going to be live this week anyway. So probably yeah. by the time racing starts, it'll be live on Live RC, and then it'll they'll package it back together for the TV special. So, all right. Well, there you go. Best of luck to the J Concepts crew and uh, all the uh, racers heading out to the Visions. Uh, Thank you. Look forward to the video and uh, get to see all. Because I think there's more than just uh, RC racing going on there. Like, it's a whole big thing, if I remember correctly. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's it's like completely nuts. Yeah. There's everything there. Yeah. I'll get Snowmobile some photos. Racing. I don't think there's any snowmobiles, but they got everything else. 
<clears throat> no snow, I think is a problem. <laughs> There's one to make it. All right. So. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to check that out. See what happens. Who's building the track? Joey. Joey Christensen okay. from The Dirt. He's He's got it done already, I believe. It's, it's oh, there's photos of it up already? Uh, I don't know if there's any photos. Got, need some infields. Need green infields. If and I'm actually, that. the photo I saw, um, it, it does. There you go. All right. If you don't know already, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, all the popular podcasting apps. Tell a friend. And, uh, you know, the hiatus did not hurt us at all, Jason. It actually kind of grew. So, but uh, the messages continue to roll in. People are glad we're back. I sent you a few of them. Yeah, it is, it's and, nice. It's and, nice to get in and do this stuff. And, you know, at some point we got to get some, some guests back. And yeah, and I, I did have a list we were running down at one point. We can get it, get back to some. But, uh, you know, there is a, obviously there's. There's just a lot of events and sometimes the guests, I don't want to be redundant either, right? Like it's like, Oh, let's bring the winner Dakota Finn on. Well, Dakota has been on, you know, and it's like, he's doing a video, a live, he did a live stream today, I believe with Thomas from TLR. And it's like, sure. You'd want to talk to a winner, but yeah. it's like, if you're going to talk to the same person every time, sometimes that's not <laughs> right. Know. That's why I mentioned like there's uh, all these uh, RC podcasts out there now. So you got to kind of look and see what, who they interviewed. Yeah. It's important. Cause you really don't want to like interview them again. Like, you know, it's like, I mean, if I'm interviewing Dakota and then this, this other podcast one, I guess they do. I don't know. I guess everybody has their own interviewing style. So, but how much more can you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder how many so, podcasts there are out there anyway, but um quite a few. So, totally Oh different. yeah. Totally different from 2012. Yeah. When you try to get a driver on and you had to explain what a podcast was. Yeah. and how it worked. Now it's just like Oh yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's good. I mean, we'll um we will find some unique guests and we already out uh, I think we already uh the amount of episodes we put out this year is greater than last year already. So no way, really. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be okay. Well, that's good. But uh, but we're back. All the messages I'm getting, we're back. So don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We'll do this until uh, one of us is no longer here. So on that note, uh, best of luck, Jason, again, and uh, we will probably catch you next week then after divisions race then. Yes. You uh, tell us about all the fun you had and how sick you got out, uh, sick you got afterwards. I hope, I hope I don't get sick. <laughs> These outdoor events usually go pretty good. You don't get right, sick. Right. Yeah. The, the indoor often. ones is the killer. It is. Yeah. You get the Motorama flu, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Chili Punk bowl Satani. virus. Punk Satani. Punk Satani virus. Chili, chili bowl virus. Chili bowl flu, Punk Satani virus. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the John are. Bolton. Uh, he's asking if uh, you're advertising on a TV broadcast of visions. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think I've received a sponsorship package about this event. So, so you have to wait and see. <laughs> I just going to wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> I know radio impound podcast didn't. So, Oh, you guys didn't get in on that. Huh? <laughs> Can't afford that way too much. 
All right. Well, like there you go, John. You'll have to wait and see. And John's uh Along with me. Yeah. Exactly. So it's gonna be a surprise to both of us if if there is one. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you for two forty four next week sometime. We'll be around. Yep. And uh, Jason can tell you about all the uh, exciting news from Visions. So we'll catch you then, guys. Thank you. Yes, you put it succinctly. Suck what? Succinctly. It means perfectly. Oh, yeah. May I do that?